Good evening and welcome to 48 Shades of Football, everybody's favourite English language Korean footballing podcast. And on tonight's show, we're going to talk about getting back into the stadiums. We're going to talk about a sad farewell to the podcast's second favourite manager. We're also going to talk a little bit about the implosion that's going on down at Nice Suwon in the K-League 2. We are markless tonight, so I'm joined by uh, Paul. Uh, Paul, how are you? Good evening. It's been a while. It has been a while, yes. And also, uh, Joe is here tonight. Evening, lads. Well, it was uh, quite a momentous week in that finally, for the first time since February, one of us was able to attend a professional football match. I know Joe has been attending a lot or semi-attending a lot of games down in the uh, down in the youth ranks, uh, but finally, Paul, you went to Sangam World Cup Stadium last Friday night. How was it uh, for you? It wasn't as bad as we've perhaps been fearing. Um, it was a, a new experience for sure. Um, you have to book tickets in advance. You can't just decide to turn up directly before. Um, it's expensive as well. Not used to paying like 14000 to get in. That's the normal price. I know, but normally, even if you, even if I was to go there, I've got a, a discount card which gets it down to 11000 for me. But oh, the uh, GS, GS card? Yes, but for some reason that didn't work, so I had to pay 14000 uh, And I'm happy to report that it was worth it. Um, Sold it completely rejuvenated under their new chap, whose name escapes me. Um, but just to, to walk through the process of getting it, obviously I said had to book the tickets in advance. Uh, you turn up, you go through a, a temperature check before you head up the stairs. Uh, and then when you queue to get in through the ticket gate, there's little feet on the, the concrete which show where people should stand so they're keep, keeping a, a, a governmentally mandated two metres apart. Uh, you go in and it looks like a crime scene. They've taped off all the seats where people aren't supposed to sit. And you, and you sit in a kind of a... A, 90, a late 90s Spurs diamond. So you've got someone sort of five seats to your right, someone uh, two and a half seats to your left and two rows in front and, and, and so, so on and so forth. That sounds like every time I've ever been to Sangam in the last eight years or so. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's like, it reminded me of when I used to go like back in the mid 2000s when I went, went by myself and I just sit somewhere quiet by myself and, and watch it. Um, They've repurposed it to carry a, a placard around saying no chanting, no cheering. Um, and they have security guards who encourage you to sit down if you stand up and uh, to stay in your place and et cetera, et cetera. So, Sounds like going to a game back home. Yeah, it is a little bit. Um, it, but it wasn't as atmospheric. It was wasn't as little atmosphere as I thought there would be. Um, they didn't pipe in any crowd noise. It was it was all generated by people there, and it was mostly clapping and sort of clapping in in time at various things. Of course, when Seoul scored, everyone got up and cheered. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll be back again. I think I won't begrudge missing matches, but I won't avoid them either. And uh, what was the what, how was the, the contact tracing done? Was it QR code? Or was it through a log, or was it both, like it is at the baseball? Uh, it was QR code, so you can was... go into uh, Kakao Talk and generate a temporary QR code and, and scan that in. Oh, in Kakao Talk, not in not in Naver. 
No, well, you you can do neighbour, but cacao talk seems to be the easiest one for 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 us foreigners, anyway. I see, I see. And what was the attendance? Uh, Just shy of two and a half thousand. And they were selling, or they had on sale, what six thousand seats in total? Yeah, and I guess two and a half thousand is fairly standard for a midweek game against non Suwon Chombuk opposition. Could you take anything into the stadium? They were doing bag searches. Um, they, they said beforehand that you weren't allowed food or alcohol. You could only have water or soft drinks. And they were selling water and soft drinks at the GS inside the ground. Uh, but I neither attempted to purchase nor tried to take anything in. Uh, I did people, dis- people weren't smuggling. It didn't seem so. Uh, we, we debated like taking in soju in a water bottle or beer in a, a barley tea bottle. But people were worried that they might do sniff tests or apparently soju in a water bottle looks different to water in a water bottle. So it's oh. quite easy to determine which whether it is if you look carefully. And you don't want to be the one who jeopardizes the entire thing. Um, one, one thing we certainly Mark and I had speculated possibly over a bottle of soju was that Paul will ruin the whole thing. Paul will be the one who... <laughs> Who, who won't social distance, he will sort of start jumping up and down and like uh, hugging people when they, they score. You, you managed to refrain from doing that? Yeah, there's, there's this uh, rather annoying groupie we have at the Diablos who came up to me as soon as he saw me come in the ground. And he said, oh, why don't I move my seat to sit next to you? And I said, well, no, you're not going to do that because I don't want to be the one that sticks out from having someone sitting next to me. Um, but yeah, people seem to be upholding the social distancing quite well. And I think that's probably why the crowd was down as well, because uh, if you look at the typical Sangam crowd, a lot of people go there with their girlfriends on a date, right? And clearly it's no no fun to go there for a date if you have to sit five seats apart. Is going to actually ever fun for a date? Um, there are a lot of couples that go, let me put it that way. Okay. Um, a lot of people left their children at home as well. Um, the, 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 the sort of... The foreigners are always there. We're all there for the most part. So it's good for us to hold up our, our hold up the side. Uh, it was a, a very different FC Seoul performance than what we've become used to, but we obviously have to bear in mind who they were playing. Uh, top half of the table, Kang won. Who haven't won away in about 14 years. <laughs> um, yes. Having said that, I mean, I could I could have not watched any of Seoul's recent games in the last few years, and I could t- still describe the way they played, which is patient build-up, sideways passing, very slow. Uh, but what I saw on Friday night was lots of pacey counter-attack, and uh, Seoul have brought in a, quite a few new players. Uh, a couple of they blooded a few youngsters, uh, and they do look a completely different side uh, in terms of their style of play. There was lots of uh, chasing down those 50-50 balls, throwing themselves into blocking shots and, uh, and tackles. And Seoul were, Seoul were the kind of team I hoped they would become when Huang became manager. Because his, his old Poang team were kind of very physical and um, active. Uh, and I thought that's what he'd bring to Seoul. But no, he, he Seoul and the Huang were the same kind of language style they'd been on the tray. But at least Friday night against Kangwon, uh, they were 
yes, very entertaining, very, uh, dare I say, they got my pulse racing. They got Paul's pulse racing. Yeah, I think the only thing that Huang brought from Pohang to Seoul was his policy to annoy the foreign players and get rid of them as quickly yeah. as possible. Yeah, it was obviously the second win in a row for Seoul. I, I, I watched a little bit of this. Oh, we can say, we can say lots of mean things about Songnam tonight, actually, because <laughs> obviously Tom hasn't, hasn't joined us and Mark. Um, there's, there's sort of a spectral presence, as I think we're on Mark's system, so we don't know if he's just monitoring this, but um, he's not, because he only likes to listen to the sound of his own voice, so he won't be listening to this. But um, they obviously won at, at Songnam. I didn't think Seoul played very well at Songnam, though. They played well enough, though. Um, yeah, I, I guess Songnam did have a few chances in that game, but Seoul got the goals. Um, but you're right, they looked if they looked very much a work in progress last week, and uh, I don't know what they've done in training over the, this week, but clearly it's had an effect because they were many, many times better. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens against Sangju this weekend. Uh, they're home again this weekend, is that right? Yes. And will you, night. Be, will you be going again? Uh, originally, I hadn't thought that fans would be allowed into these games, so I'd penciled going for a three-day cycle trip somewhere. Uh, and then, obviously, the weather's been a bit crap recently, so we'll, we'll see how the weather looks on that day to whether I go to the football or not. And is it something you can just make a decision and book your ticket on the day? Obviously, you have to book it in advance, but you can actually book it on the day? Uh, I assume so. Norm- normal booking conditions have them online sales going up until about two hours before kickoff, don't they? Two, three hours before kickoff. So right. I assume that that will be the case. Uh, there's 12,000 seats available for this this weekend. Sorry, we've dropped to 25%. Now, last week with 10%, but you guessed maybe under less than 5% were in. If you could add six, I think you said, then, but we had two and a half. So yeah. how many do you think you can expect this weekend? Um, I would expect, it's hard to say, because I think people have seen Seoul play against Kangwon and seen how well they played. They'll have seen that things went off without a hitch. So people that were perhaps worried last week will be more adventurous and come along. Also, the fact that it's on a proper weekend rather than people having to dash from work means that more people will come. But again, the, the kind of people that normally go with their 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 girlfriend or boyfriend and their kids will probably still stay away so i'm going to say maybe five six thousand optimistically yeah just just i mean it may be it may be lower um across the board because uh the schools actually finish up on friday so that's okay. maybe the time where you get kids gonna families taking their staycations whatever you want to call it so i don't know if that will affect crowds or not but uh, i know um both my, my sons, they, they finish school on Friday. So uh, they've got, I think, a three-week break before they go back. Maybe actually a two-week break, maybe. Um, so families doing staycations this weekend could be the the start of those. Uh, Joe, are you planning to go to uh, a Suwon game? Um, to be honest, I don't think so. Uh, it's, it's a weird thing, especially come on and seeing a K-League podcast. But um, maybe, it's, maybe it's the recent uh, downturn in, in our fortunes. But I'm actually not feeling the urge to go. Early in the season, not just because we're playing well, but because you know, it had been building up the tension of the, the season coming. I was wanting to get in the stadium, and after the rounds one and two, I was wanting to get in the stadium. But as time has gone by, I actually 
the urge to be sitting by myself, not drinking beer, and uh, doesn't yeah, you know, it's, it's not doing much for me to be honest. I have to say, I'm, I'm the same. I haven't. I hate to say it. I haven't missed it. I really haven't. I've, I've missed sort of going to the random games, but not going to the the, the regular ones. And this is even more blasphemous to say on a, on a K League podcast. I've actually missed going to the rounders a lot more than actually attending. The, I didn't go yeah. that far. I know. I know. I know. Um, I, it, it's. Uh, but obviously, again, no, no real desire to go to to a rounders match where you know where, where you where, where you sat without drinking beer uh, I would probably leave after a couple of innings and find a bar so uh, not that I want to come across as a desperate any more of a desperate alcoholic than I usually come across uh, anyway so I haven't missed it much but it was also good to be back so I think if you probably go along you you won't regret it but the thing I wanted to ask Joe is that um, w- with your second lad being in the the Suwon youth team the kids are normally sort of mandated to go to first team matches are they not is, is that all off now yeah, it's, it doesn't seem to be getting forced at the moment. Uh, last season, it, it was the well, yeah, the two seasons being there, it was the case. Um, but yeah, with, with the whole COVID thing, it seems to have been uh, put to the side. Yeah. Before we we, we move on from Saul, uh, Ki Sung Yong, Paul, thoughts? Yeah. Um, they didn't even parade him around Sangam last week, so <laughs> that that there's been a lot of people asking me when's he going to play. And I, I felt I thought for sure that they would have uh, prayed him around Sangam last Friday at half time or something, but they didn't even do that. Um, the, the guy's clearly a talented bloke. Um, presumably, still got the talent for the K League. Uh, obviously, not played much this year, uh, but then that's probably true of most players. So um, I'm not sure if him not even being in the squad at the moment is a fitness issue or an eligibility issue. But um, and also the way that that um, the squad's playing at the moment. I'm not quite sure where he'd fit in or Osmar either for that moment because they're both, they're not, neither of them are the sort of paciest of players, are they? Uh, and Sol seems to be sort of doing a, a nice, fast pressing game. So I, I can't see where Osmar or Key are going to really fit into the squad at the moment. As my concern with Key, I mean, I, I know everyone is so excited to see him back in the Key League, but anytime I've seen him in the past six or seven years, man, he's a sideways player. Um, I know that's sacrilege or I'll get hate mail from the one person who listened to this podcast. But, um, yeah, I just don't know if he's got the dynamism, dynamism that people are looking for. Um, he'll be a tidy player, but, again, if your new manager is implementing this fast uh, PC football, I'm just not sure if that's going to suit him. Um, and as we'll come on to see on FC a little bit later, bring in these experienced players doesn't always work from what I've seen the past few weeks. Mind you, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked well on the tray either if he, if his job was going to be to bang long balls up for Park to chase onto because Park Jong's slow as a donkey. Oh, right, I'll just leave you two alone just now. Then I, I'm I, I'm not going to say what I was going to say there because I don't want to have to do any more editing than I absolutely need to. But I do like the way this new coaches using Park Chi Young, you use him sparingly in bursts because that's when he can cause he can cause problems. Using him to keep the bench warm. I like that as well. I, I honestly think you have no concept of football or at all. Anyway, we're gonna move we're gonna move on before I um just last last thing about Park. He had a, a goal disallowed on Friday night. Did you yeah. see the replays of that? He was offside. Was he? 
Yeah, when the ball came, it was given for offside. It wasn't given for the foul because there wasn't a foul, but he was offside. I'm not sure he was, but anyway. Well, I mean, that's I, I, I'm an utter waste of time spending spending three minutes on the VAR when it's the fourth minute of injury time and it's already 2-0. But yeah, it ultimately, it was ruled out for offside. And, and how do you like Yunjate coming back in? He's been pretty much ignored by Chair, but he's come back in, scored a couple of goals, set one up last week. Mm-hmm. But the league table looks a lot better for Sol fans than it did a couple of weeks ago, as it did seem they were in a, an, an irredeemable downward spiral, and now it looks like they're almost safe. So uh, it's certainly done, done the trick. No, I, so yeah, I'm going through the game. Sorry, I, I jumped the gun there. You mentioned the league table. Um, I'm just going. To, you know, it's clear that two teams are, are vastly superior to the rest. There's a, a little middle group, and to be honest, you know, Nam are in sixth place on 17 points after 15 matches. Um, I, was, I was going to try and get a debate about how good is the K1 or a lot of the teams in it, but uh, yeah, we're early to get a bigger panel for that one perhaps uh, not not very is the answer I would tend to give I, and I, I don't know if there's too much difference between most of K1 and and the top half at least of K2 at the at the moment uh, the, the other game controversial yeah. and say so they need to bring the K1 back up to 16 teams and then bring the top half of K3 into K2 and then the bottom half of K3 into K4 and just have three divisions I think re- reconstruction could be good. At, but I, I, it's just a Scottish thing in it about uh, well, there'll be too many meaningless games in the middle. Um, but yeah, I think something perhaps needs to be done. But uh, yeah, I guess as we're getting sidetracked, that's probably another podcast, I guess. So are there other games, Alistair? Well, yeah, we say there are two teams who are superior to the others, but one of them got held at home by one of the, the poorer teams in, in the league. Ulsan and, and Suwon played out uh, a goalless draw uh, last week. Uh, Ulsan obviously only had 10 men for much or for part of the game anyway. Uh, but Suwon somehow managing to go and get a point. Suwon remain in, I think, 11th, 11th place, uh, ahead only, of course, of, uh, of Incheon. Uh, the other team, who, who obviously we consider head and shoulders above the rest, John, but they did the business away at Daegu. Uh, Daegu was one one game I found quite hard to watch, actually, with the, the new crowd things. I, I don't know why, whether it was just the absence of any any chanting or anything like that. It felt like watching a pre-season game. It was really, really uh, quite quite uncomfortable. Uh, we saw the other, the other game, a ridiculous game, I think it was, in, in Pohang, uh, where it was played on what could be generously described as a, a swimming pool, basically. Uh, obviously, the game shouldn't have gone ahead. It finished uh, finished one each. Uh, Sangju com- continued their excellent excellent run, uh, beating Busan uh, 2-0. And Songnam somehow managed to win a game. Uh, but, of course, they were playing they were playing Incheon. Uh, any observations? You're 10 men to be fair to Mark. I thought Songnam have been quite good at winning games away from home. It's at home they can't win. Still yet to win all, all season, I think. Is it at home? Yeah. Uh, but Incheon, it's it's over for them, isn't it? It must be. I, mean, I think recently it looked like they were improving. They kept, although they got a couple of credible draws, but in those draws they were uh, taking the lead and then giving it away. Um, 
So yeah, and now it looks like behind the scenes things are getting messy with Ichon Su resigning from his post, and yeah, it just doesn't sound like a happy camp. Um, and yeah, I mean, go uh, sorry, winless after 15 games. I think it's nine or ten points from safety. It's hard to imagine them doing their uh, survival act this year again. Uh, and maybe it's time for them to go down and refresh and, and refocus, regroup, whatever it may be. But um, yeah, this I mean. They made some strange decisions, uh, bringing in the guy from Ansan last during the break, and then they're going to meet another one with uh, Elim Singh, looking like he was taking the post for a while. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I think they're going to be honest. That rumor Which... did make everybody's week, didn't it? When we thought that Liam Singh was going to go to to Incheon, unfortunately, yeah. But I mean, it, it makes the league poorer. Uh, well, the, well, the whole Sanju thing does I mean Sanju's sitting in third on twenty eight points. Um, but they're guaranteed to go down. Inchon are uh, nine points from safety, so they look like they're guaranteed to go down. So that's your two. But I mean, you've got Songnam in sixth on 17, Suwon in 11th on 14. Um, it could be a great relegation battle, but there is none. I mean, Inchon are gone and Sangju are gone. So it kind of, yeah, it's killed the season, but that's again the Sangju thing that is. Um, so yeah, it's. it's Really ruining what would be an interesting battle with uh, Songnam, Gangwon, Seoul, Busan, uh, Gwangju, Blue Wings. But yeah, it's killed the season for me. Indeed, the season over for for more than half the league uh, already, which is yeah, uh, yeah obviously not uh, not ideal. That's not the case in K two though, is it? K two is uh, really shaping up to be an exciting season, probably. A little bit more exciting than you'd hoped it would be, Joe. Yeah, I mean, a, a few weeks ago, things were looking rosy in the garden. We went down to Dejan and beat them 4 1 on their own patch. Um, things were looking great. The evening we well, followed up, we got another one to Anyang. And then the past two performances, we've lost to Ansan and uh, Buchon. Now, in fairness, we never beat Buchon. They've, they've won six of the last seven league meetings, the other one's a draw. But, uh, yeah, so, so we faltered uh, and, to be honest, played poorly. Looked nothing like the, the team of early in the season. Um, like I mentioned with Ki Sung Yong, I think we, we've tried to bring in experienced players and I think it's just upset the balance of the team. Slowed us down a little. Uh, the big sign of Lars isn't really working out. He's coming off the bench Um Twice he's come off after 30 minutes for the U22 players. That whole rule's a joke. Um, which means we need to push Masa Ishida out left and the balance is gone. Um, so it looks like we're trying to force him in. We're trying to force uh, Jung Jae Yong in as a, the experienced holding midfielder. But he's just, he slows everything down too much from what we were previously in the season. So uh, I think the signings we brought in. <laughs> Not to mention Cho Wan He, who lasted 39 minutes. Um, yeah, I think they may have done more harm than good. Hopefully, they can turn it round uh, because, yeah, they're amazingly still top of the league. But, you know, John Nam, I think, are seventh, six points behind. Cheju have a game in hand who could go top if they win it. But, yeah, I mean, there's seven teams fancy their chances here. I, I always. I dislike any individual awards in, in football, especially man of the match and MVP. I did think Suwon were trolling a little bit, weren't they, in awarding the man of the match to the kid who got hauled off after 30 minutes in that yeah, game. That was, uh, 
Han Jong Woo in the the Ansan game. Uh, he put Su on one up. Uh, things looking good. Then it came the thirtieth minute. Automatically, he was hauled off, and Lars came on. Balance went. Ansan played really well. Won the game, uh, and then during the the week after it, uh, on Instagram and Facebook, whatever, Su and FC's man of the match went to Han Jong Woo, who was a uh, Hooked after thirty minutes, yeah, I think that was top quality trolling, perhaps. Uh, so top top quality uh, trolling, uh, but not necessarily top quality on the on the field. And as you said, not necessarily the fact that they've lost two in a row, but possibly the manner in which they've been losing these two games, uh, the, the change in the style of play, possibly a little bit more concerning than than the actual results themselves, as they are, of course, still still top of the league. Uh, they're, they're top of the league because uh, there was. I don't know if you saw much of the the other games over the weekend in the K in the K two. Uh, obviously, Daejeon, uh they actually got got beaten at home by by Gyeongnam, and somehow, and it, it pains me to see this, Seoul Eland up there as uh, as as well. Who do you consider the biggest dangers now? Um, they're all danger at the moment. Um, Jeju, I think, are, are the would be my favourites. Um, I think you know, Nam is knows how to get teams out of this league. They have a game in hand. If they win that game in hand, they will go top. Um, it's, a, it's a game against Butron, you know, the old SK derby, as they say. Um, Elan, they've got Leandro, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, who's who's firing them in for fun. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, Dejon and, and even Young Nam have caught up again. They, you know, they look dead and buried, but they came back there from two 0 down. At the weekend against Dejon, away to Dejon in one three two. So yeah, I mean, I think we can probably rule out Asan, Anyang, and who's the other one? An- Ansan. Ansan. But I think everyone else will uh, fancy their chances. So, I mean, there's seven teams there. One will go up, and then three, the the playoffs. Who, who another one of those will go up? So yeah, it's uh, it's tight. It's it's a league where teams beat each other. Um, you know, you're never guaranteed a win in this league. I mean, Suwon have played, I think it's 14. They've lost five. So they've lost over a third of their matches. Mm-hmm. They're still top of the league. Uh, the good thing for them in that respect is they don't draw many. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's wide open. Uh, my confidence of a few weeks ago is gone, but uh, hopefully it comes back soon. One host Cheju this weekend. Now, given Cheju of the game in hand, it's, it's important that they certainly don't lose it, but it'd be ideal to win. If they, if they lose at home to Cheju this Sunday, that'd be Cheju above them with a game in hand. Yeah, could get ugly. Uh, okay, uh, we'd better do some uh, predictions for this uh, for this coming week. Um, Paul, you're going to do K1. Okay. You still with us, Paul? Yep. Yep, good. Okay, you're going to do uh, you're going to do K1, and uh, this week Seoul, uh, as you said, hosting uh, well Sangju, and Sangju have got a really really good set of players this year. They're high flying. Are, are the wheels going to come off the the Seoul bandwagon? Well, I saw uh, a inside tip from a Seoul player on SNS when he was talking to a, a stewardess, and said. Of course, we're going to beat Sangju, and I'll buy you a, I'll buy you a delicious dinner with my 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 match winning fee, match winning bonus. Yeah, apparently it's uh it was all fake anyway. According to the the statement the club mentioned. So someone had fabricated this screenshot, basically. 
Yeah, someone had created this account, fabricated this, the screenshot, and then closed the account down. So that's the official story. But carry on. Well, uh, I'm going to say Seoul at home in front of 12,000 screaming fans. Home win all the way. Uh, Seoul's game is on is on on Saturday, but uh, things get underway. On Friday, it's Songnam's turn to host a Friday night match, seven thirty in Tanchan. I, I, I'm going to guess Tom will be will be going to that one. Uh, Paul, do you think Tom will be happy at the end of it? Uh, without a home win all season, uh, who are they playing this time? Busan. Busan. Um, I suppose that's a winnable game, but I'm going to say it will be a draw. Uh, we have the uh, the battle of the uh, East Coast, uh, Ulsan hosting Pohang. I mean, Ulsan will be disappointed with their draw against the Minnows of Suwon last week. Uh, presumably looking to be raw out of the traps and get things back to winning ways. Now they've got Chombuk breathing down their necks again. So I'm going to go with an Ulsan win for that. Okay, and speaking of the Minnows of Suwon, uh, this game... I, I know um, Mark is all about the one who, you know, gets a few in him and he's like, oh, I hope your stadium collapses and all of that. I think um, Suwon against John Book might fit your category for that, Paul. Um, it's it's the game where I'm going to be unhappy whatever happens. Well, unless there's like a mass brawl and points deductions and things like that. Uh, I can't see that ever happening in the K-League, but I guess you're technically right. Um, again... I mean, Suwon, they did get a, a decent draw last week against Ulsan, but they've been poor all season. And even when Chumbuk have been playing well, they've still eked out results. So it's highly likely that they'll get another uninspiring win this weekend. OK, on to the Sunday games. And it doesn't get any easier for Incheon. They travel to Daegu. You say that, but Daegu have been poor in recent weeks. Um. I mean, they have had some tough op- opposition, but even so, they they did go on a, a, a good run a few a couple of months ago, and then it's all come to a grinding halt. So, uh, but again, yeah, Incheon have been poor no matter who they face this season. So, it seems more likely than not that it'll be a Tegu win. And finally, as we touched on earlier, dinosaurs were were roaming the earth last time Kangwon won away from home. They travelled to Guangzhou at the weekend. Um, Guangzhou have been fairly impressive this season um, so yeah I mean with Kangwon's poor away form and, and Kwangju holding their own in this division I, I, I could see that going with a, a Kwangju win I say, what, what a time to move to a little bus shelter of a stadium as well because they could be playing in that nice cavernous arena well cavernous arena not nice cavernous arena and mm-hmm. be able to have uh, what about 10 12,000 people there, but instead they're in the bus shelter outdoors, uh, or just outside where they're only going to be allowed, what, two, 3,000. Just, 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 just thought just came, came, came to me, actually. Uh, okay, uh, so uh, moving on into K2, and obviously, as we mentioned, there is the, the main event, uh, which is Suwon hosting Jeju. Um, I, uh, when you first said I was doing K prediction, I was not going to go this way. I'm going to go for a home win. Suwon FC's got to do it. <laughs> and uh, the, the reason behind that, uh, I'm not sure how many of our followers follow him, but uh, Massa took to Instagram the other day to apologise for the performance uh, against Buchan, especially the first half. 
Uh, he, he basically said it wasn't good enough and uh, he doesn't want to leave anything out there in the remaining 13 games. So I'm going to guess that there's been a few choice words spoken and we can expect our heroes in uh, red and blue a win on Sunday evening. And th- this, this really, really annoys me. There's two games on Saturday. One of them kicks off at seven and one of them kicks off at eight. Why didn't you have one kick off at six and one kick off at eight? And then we can watch both of them, but, but never mind. Uh, the seven o'clock kickoff is Ansan hosting John Am. Yeah, I'm going to go for a draw here. Uh, John Am don't score many, don't concede any. Ansan on their day, as Suwon found out, can be a good team. So I'll, I'll go for a draw. And the eight o'clock kickoff is the, uh, the 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 curse words derby, basically. Yeah. Anyang and Buchon. Yeah, that's a tricky one. Um, Buchon, are the, the David more going for them, more to fight for, I guess. But I won't go for another draw there. Actually, yeah, another draw. I'm not sure I'd be too comfortable with. Uh, obviously, there's no there's no designated away ends at the moment because there's no chanting. I'm not sure I'd be comfortable with Buchan fans booking tickets in the Anyang section. That could prove a little bit um, a little bit of a testing situation for the uh, security at Anyang. But there we go. Um, on Sunday, uh, well, we always we already talked about the main event on Sunday. The uh, the, the lead up, Chungnam uh, Asan travelled to Gyeongnam, uh, home win. Yeah, I think so. I think Gilnam are maybe find their connect their stride under uh, Sol Sol Gion. Um So uh, yeah, I think they'll be too strong for Asan at home. And there is one game on Monday, and I, I still don't I still don't realise why all K League fans seem to hate Monday night. I think it's a great idea playing on the night there's no rounders. But there we go. I'm in a minority there. Uh, Dejon hosting high flying Seoul Eland. Yeah, I think that's a that's an interesting one. Um, I mean, Eland went away and they won away at Jonam last weekend. I'm going to go for Eland away. Eland to beat Dejan. That would be yeah. uh, that would be quite the uh, quite the uh, victory. Uh, okay, uh, gentlemen, do we have any other business tonight? Uh, oh, actually, one last thing. The, uh, the K League announced today that they've uh, rejigged uh, one of the rounds of matches due to ACL and international game conflicts. So. We had talked the other week about, was it uh, FA Cup conflict with the ACL? But the That's K-League right, are yeah. working to the K-League are working to get around these conflicts. Uh, no idea what's going to happen with the ACL, but things are in progress, and we have the new uh, the new fixture list as well, which was I think yeah. out on K-League social media. So you can go to a K-League game on Tuesday, or, and there or is, is there a... any Mondays that you do. Uh, I can go to. There is a game on the 26th of August, I believe, isn't there? The 25th Seoul, of August. Seoul versus Busan. Busan. That may be my target match. Yes, gentlemen. Is there any other business? I'll, I'll wait until you say going, going, going once, going twice, and then then I'll chirp in. That just about rounds it up for tonight. I, I guess we will be back in about on current averages. Five, maybe uh, six weeks. So uh, if, we, if we don't see you until then, have a wonderful uh, August and a wonderful September. When will I see you?